Well, welcome back to NBS Cast. I'm your host, Rachel. And I'm Raquel. And today we get to start a new series on the NBS podcast. We get to talk to a couple of our associates and listen to their experience on how they came to be in this country. With October being Diversity Awareness Month, we wanted to share their stories. So we have the pleasure of sitting down with Jose Mendoza Pinto today. And so Jose, thank you very much for joining us. Would you mind introducing yourself and telling us how long you have been with the company and your current position here at NBS? Yes. Hi. Thanks for the opportunity. As you said, my name is Jose Mendoza. Jose Mendoza Pinto. Sometimes the people confuse my last name. My last name is Mendoza, a Pinto mm-hmm. in my second last name. So actually, I say only Jose Mendoza. I've been uh, working uh, for Nelnet uh, MBS since January 14, 2019. Very proud to be uh, being member of this family. My position is bilingual assistant account manager. Thank you very much for sharing that. I do have a follow-up question just based on your introduction. Could you explain a little bit about what it means to have a second last name? It's part of our culture. The Hispanic people usually, it happens in my country. We use first name, second name, which is a middle name, and then first last name is coming from our fathers, in this case, my father. And then the second last name is from my mother. When you have a, your registration, they use a, the two last names. The first last name is the legal last name from the father, and the second last name from my mother. I am Jose Antonio Mendoza Pinto. Thank you, Jose. And can you share with us what country you come from? I am coming from Venezuela and South America. I arrived into the United States. July 16, 2002, I remember uh, my first time coming to Omaha. It was a very great experience because when I came into the United States, I thought, well, I go for the United States. I know some English. I be- will be able to understand. But believe me, I did not. <laughs> because uh, the, the lady, when we were flying, asking me, what do you want to eat? I never understood what she said understood only Pepsi. All <laughs> my time asking only for Pepsi because it does always what I understood. And then when I arrived into the United States, I didn't want to know anything else about Pepsi for a long time because <laughs> it was really hard for me. But yes, it was a beautiful experience. But if, since that time, I came for a few months. Now I am part of this country. This month became almost 18 years. Now I am U.S. citizen. Well, that is very exciting to hear. Congratulations on your citizenship. We're very happy to have you you here and part of our company as well. So you come from Venezuela. Would you tell us a little bit about your family and maybe share some traditions that you have? Sure. Uh, Yes, more than happy. As I said, I became U.S. citizen in 2011. Omaha is my home now. I love Omaha. I love Nebraska. I love United States. But always in my heart is Venezuela. I am the number eight of 10 siblings. One of my brother, he passed away in 2003. Now we are only nine, including me. 47 years old, I am. And um, 
yes, it's, it's a big family. My mother and my father, uh, they are living with me. And uh, my brother also, uh, he arrived into the United States in 2001. And my mother and my father in 2016, I brought them to be part of this country also. Yes, it's a beautiful and really big family. The rest of my family is in Venezuela. I try to go there maybe once a year, but for this pandemic and for many other things, you know, I am not able to go there and maybe for four years. That's a very long time. It's nice to hear that you have some family here with you, Jose. Also, I want to say I'm sorry to hear about your brother's passing. I'm sure that was a very difficult experience for you. Yes, it happened in 2003, one year after I arrived into the United States. I remember I requested permission from my work and the same day went back to my country. And then was it really hard? I spent one month to be with my family there, especially for my mom, was really hard. After that happened, my mom started with different problems with her health because it was really hard impact for her. You know. Very sorry to hear that. Um, hopefully, she's doing much better now, though. She's uh, much better now. Actually, let me tell you my experience with my mother and my father. I take care of them 100%. I am proud and love them a lot. My father is uh, sick now. He has uh, like encephalitis. He's uh, very confused. He's on treatment. And my mom, uh, since 2016 till now, she has three surgeries. 2016, July, she had um, a bypass open heart surgery. And in October, three months later, she had a colon cancer surgery. Mm. And um, two months ago, she had uh, also breast cancer surgery. So, But she's cured. Yeah, she's, she has a 78 years old. Wow. Well, they're here with you and they're getting the best care. So that's the good part. Yeah, exactly. I love my family, this company, because they support me a lot in this process. Believe me, mm -hmm. I feel proud of talking about my family in Nelnet because I feel supported. I feel protected. I feel understood. You know, it is a very great experience for me in my life. That is wonderful. We love hearing stories like that. So thank you for sharing that, Jose. I would love to hear, what was the reason you and your family wanted to come to the United States? Well, I came into the United States with a work visa. I received a work visa because they request a person to come into the United States to work. I have a degree in philosophy and theology. And then they request me to come. I said yes. And as I said in the beginning, it was for a few months, but it became now 18 years and I stay here. I remember when my mom said, when you coming back? I don't know, mom. You said only for a few months. Now you stay there. I said, yes, I'm going to stay here because now it's my home. And my mom and my dad, because I thought, well, this is a good opportunity for them because being a citizen, I can bring them as a permanent residence, which I did. And now it was a great opportunity for them, for their health. And you know how is my country now, Venezuela. It's sad to talk about my country. Mm -hmm. Difficulties with the dictator, with different problems, you know. I don't want to talk about it a lot because I think all you know something about what's happening there. Yes, that's very understandable. I'm sure it is very difficult but important for you to talk about. 
I would also like to hear a little bit about your transition from Venezuela to the United States. What was that like for you? It was a nice experience, but also it was some difficult experience because sometimes some people think because we have a same language in Spanish, but we have a diff- different cultures. For example, not every country, because we are Spanish-speaking, speak as in the same way. For example, we call Spanglish. Some, in, some <laughs> countries have Spanglish. You know? <laughs> For example, we say estacionamiento in my country. But when I arrive into the United States, they say parqueadero, coming from parking lot, you know, parqueadero. <laughs> what that means for me, <laughs> you know, it was really difficult for me to change and understand that diversity in only one culture, you know. I remember also one day I was driving my car. A friend of mine was with me. In one stop, I told him, because he's a big, told him, let me know if somebody in your right eye is coming. I didn't see anything around. And he said, Hey, aguas, aguas, aguas. I kept driving aguas. And when I saw a car coming in, it was almost hitting my car. And I said, I told you, let me know when somebody's coming. Well, you didn't tell me a car was coming. Well, Jose, I told you aguas. Aguas means water. (laughs) No, aguas means eh, cuidado, be careful. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) Tell me in Spanish, please, not Spanglish. That is is so funny. That's very relatable. That's the kind of stuff that we don't think twice about here. (laughs) Yes. And then it was difficult to understand. And also every country in Latin America, we have our own kind of food. Spicy for me was really hard to eat. Now this is okay. This is better, but spicy for me is really hard. I didn't like a lot, but now I like it. Jose, can you share some of maybe the challenges you had to overcome, you know, besides the Spanglish, (laughs) any (laughs) other significant challenges you overcame when you made the journey here? One of the challenges was understanding what is my goal in here to stay. Mm -hmm. My goal was to live here and to have a progress advancement, keep growing in my personal life, in my work. But something was totally different because I had a lot of challenges. One of the challenges was understanding, okay, the rules, the policies, totally different. Here, the rules, they apply more. In my country, they have policies, but I, I can tell you sometimes they don't follow. But here, I learned more about organization, being organized, being in order follow more rules was a big challenge for me, but I did. Mm. One of the big challenges also in my transition was, let me tell you about the language again. I never thought I'm going to work in call center bilingual, working with clients Mm -hmm. in in English and Spanish, talk to you in English, and after that, repeat same thing in Spanish, because I I had some conferences I've been doing in both languages, English, Spanish. I had to tell you in English, and after that, repeating in Espanol. Same thing, mm-hmm. repeating in Spanish. It was a big challenge for me. I remember they told me, you had to do something in English. One night before, I never was able to sleep because mm-hmm. I was a lot of nervous. Believing myself that I can do was a big challenge for me in this transition. That's a really good story to share. Thank you for being a little vulnerable and talking about that. 
Thank you. Thank you. I'm still doing, trying to do my best every day. (laughs) (laughs) Jose, I would love to hear about some successes you've had. You've shared a little bit too, how Nelnet has played a part in your successes. But if you have anything additional you would like to share, what have your success stories been like since coming to the United States? Well, the big success is uh, my progress. I never thought I'm going to be working in a call center as assistant account manager with numbers, with accounts, with uh, a lot of systems in uh, English and Spanish. You know, it's a big success for me. And also, I feel Nelnet trusting me, not only because I feel my mom said, you know, they trust in you. She's proud mm-hmm. for me working in this company because she always says they are very open and great company, how they treat you, how you in advance, because this experience helped me to keep in progress. It's a big success for me. I was really nervous the first day because I thought I will not be able to do it because it's different. My experience of all my years since 2002 is working English, Spanish, bilingual with clients, but is in the healthcare, CNA as counselor in the non-therapeutic issues, working with then England Spanish, but in person, but mm. working mm. in call center in this way, it says it's a different. And I've been in progress and it's a big success for me. Nernes is a family for me. I'm trying to remain here working, I don't know, maybe until the end of my life or until I be retired, <laughs> <laughs> because I don't think that I'm going to find a, a, a different company better than Nernes. That is so wonderful. Jose, I cannot tell you how much I identify with your story about being a bilingual assistant account manager, because that was my first position too. I remember for me, I studied Spanish in college, and then my first job was as that bilingual assistant account manager. And I remember struggling, trying to to help people and, and speak Spanish to them over the phone. It was a very different experience. It was harder for me to understand what people were asking for. I remember feeling the same way you did. I There were definite times where I thought I was not going to make it and that I couldn't do it. But I mean, like you said, with Nelnet being a family, I had a lot of support around me from my direct supervisor and my coworkers. And there was just a point where it clicked and it worked for me. Thank you for the experience because it helped me to keep going. I have an amazing supervisor, an amazing team, and then I think it's just the best. I know as a bilingual, we have to learn double. We have to have a strong effort to keep going because, you know, it's not our first language. But it's a big challenge, but I love the challenges. It's easier <laughs> in Nelnet because Nelnet has a lot of patience, give you all the resources and a lot of support, you know. Yeah, I can't agree more with what you just said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, Jose, just to kind of close things out here, thank you so much for sharing what you have already. Can you give us maybe a little bit more insight on what you would like people to know about immigrants or the immigration process? My experience, this is a country of opportunities. Sometimes we do not try to finish our process or immigrants to keep growing, to become U.S. citizen because we are afraid. Do not be afraid. We can do. We can do. Mm -hmm. I am very convinced we can do because every day, 
is a good and better opportunity for me to keep growing. Never say, I can't do until you experience. After you experience, you can say, I can or I can't. But before you can say, you try. And after that, you will see if you can or can't. Immigrants, we are an important part of this country. We are the hands and the work of this country. Do not mm -hmm. stop. Keep going and try because we can do. We do. We are doing. I love that. Yes. What a great way to end this conversation between the three of us. That was such a positive message. So thank you so much for sharing your story, Jose. Thank you. Thank you. From my heart, my own experience and from my heart, I want to say you thank you for this opportunity because I wanted to, to share with this experience because I want to say thanks, Nelnet, MBS. Thank all of you because I love this family. Well, that was an amazing conversation we just had with Jose, wasn't it, Raquel? Yes, my heart's still full right now. <laughs> Same. We had so many technical difficulties trying to make this podcast with Jose work. It was nothing any of us was doing. It was just the technology was having issues. So we tried at least twice to get yes. connected on two different days, and we were finally able to make it work through WebEx. So... <laughs> Huge thanks to Jose for bearing with us through the technological problems. But I tell you what, it was so worth going through all mm -hmm. of that so we could share his story. He had a great way to wrap things up at the end where he talked about how we can do it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not too hard. We can do it. And don't say you can't until you tried. And as we were wrapping up our conversation, we didn't catch this on the recording, but he said, this is just another example of we can do it. Mm -hmm. And we did. <laughs> yes, we did it. Again, huge thank you to Jose. We had such a great time talking with you. And thank you so much to our listeners. This is our first episode in this little mini series on diversity and cultural awareness. We have another great interview coming at you in a couple of weeks with Bandana Maharjan. She was another joy to talk to, and we're yes. so excited to release that episode. Make sure to keep listening. Yes, thank you. We'll catch you next time.